remain standing for the reading of God's holy word. We are so grateful to those of you that are here this morning, to those that are viewing by way of internet, even on this holiday weekend. So many of you are worshiping God. We, we had an anointed, tremendous early 8 o'clock service. Amen. I thank God for faithful worshipers. I thank God for those who still believe you ought to show up in the house sometime and give God a praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you. As we continue this series, in fact, God has, God has instructed me to expand this series. It started out as seven messages. God instructed me to continue it and expand it to 10 different messages. I said to the church at 8, now God and I got to have a talk because I was planning to be off a couple weeks in December until he says, I, I just need you to preach three extra messages in this series. And I've learned to be obedient to God's word because I believe that God has something that someone needs to hear. This is the seventh of now ten messages of this series entitled Emotional Pitfalls. Is anyone in here, has anyone in here been blessed by the word of God? Amen. Emotional pitfalls. And I guess what confirmed it is I ran across someone outside of church and they just said Pastor Jackson thank you so much because it was what God wanted me to hear and I needed that I was about to lose it this seventh message speaks to their condition tears were in their eyes and holding my hands and in a public place it says, if you knew my struggles, if you knew the demons I fight every day just to get out of bed, and I say, thank you, God, amen. Thank you for being obedient. Jeremiah chapter 20 is where the text is found. Verses 7, 8, and 9, amen. The series is once again entitled Emotional Pitfalls. Hear the reading of God's word, the testimony of a prophet by the name of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah said to God in verse number seven, you deceived me, Lord, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. Pay attention, if you will, to this last sentence in verse number seven. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone marks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me, preaching has brought me insult. And it has brought me reproach. In other words, people don't like me because of what I've been saying all day long. Verse number nine is he describes his condition. He says, but I said, one translation I like, I say, I made up my mind. 
that I will quit, that I will not mention his word or speak his name anymore. But his word is in my heart like a fire, a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. The last sentence once again in verse 7. The prophet says, I am ridiculed all day long. And it seems as if everyone everywhere is marking or making fun of me. Catch someone by the hand. The series, once again, is Emotional Pitfalls. Here's a message I need you to encourage someone with. Squeeze those hands, look at someone, and say, don't let it get you down. Come on, look back at somebody and say, don't you let it get you down. Amen. Clap those hands, take your seat. Don't. This message I know is for somebody. In fact, uh, God preached it to me <laughs> before I even preached it to you. I tried to preach it to you. Listen, today, the assignment from God is to discuss a subject that is so sensitive that people often refrain from talking about it. It is the topic of depression, discouragement, depression and discouragement, and its impact on the well-being of so many people, even those of us who are people of faith. I want to let you know that no one is exempt from going through this. None of us, it doesn't matter how righteous we think we are, can say that we've never experienced discouragement, a time in our lives in which we felt depressed. Now, it is important that I make this statement up front, that depression is a serious mental health illness. Those of you that are in the profession, like Dr. Eric Williams, who's singing behind me in the choir, and many of you out in the audience who've worked in the mental health profession, you know this. It is a serious mental health issue that can impact our interpersonal, our social life, and even our relationship with God. Please help me tell somebody it's real. Okay, just because you call it something doesn't mean that's what it is. You call it fake doesn't mean it's fake. Amen. It is real. It is important to note that unfortunately there are stigmas associated with mental health issues, with depression, and even with feeling discouraged all the time that often 
prevent people who suffer with it from seeking the help that they should and they deserve to have that exists. And, and, and because we've been raised in a culture that calls it other stuff, that say just get your mind right <laughs> and don't, don't, don't worry about it, amen. We, we sometimes mischaracterize, we, we misassociate real depression with things that we should not. It is real. Clinical depression is a serious illness. And I would say that if you know anyone who's going through this, I suggest that you get them help and treatment and should not be ashamed of it. Can I keep it real this morning? I would also like to note that it is, it is not the fault of the person who sometimes feel depressed or feel discouraged uh, that they're going through that. Because see, sometimes we blame ourselves. Sometimes we, we say that it's, it's my fault that I'm feeling this. It is not always, now sometimes, some people, yes, they put themselves in positions to cause something, but, but in, in a vast majority of the cases, it is not always the case. For it is not, listen to this so carefully, it is not, as many believe, just an emotional or an attitude issue. Sometimes some things are so serious that you can't just go to people and say, shake it off. Preaching now. We've got to take it serious. I will share some, some things with you. Um, that, that will verify what I am saying. However, it, although it is not just an emotional or an attitude issue, depression can lead to some very serious emotional as well as physical as well as spiritual challenges in the lives of even the most dedicated faith walker. I'm going to say this because see, I, I, I don't want you putting a stigma on somebody's life and says perhaps you don't know God. Perhaps you don't pray like you used to. Even the most dedicated faith walker. Times in our lives in which we feel discouraged. Times in our lives in which we feel like quitting. And since it is not one of those illnesses that's often determined by our outward appearance or how we walk around, there are a whole lot of folk that look one way but feel a different way. Can I keep this as God has instructed me to do it? It is something that God says we as people of faith need to come around and stop being so judgmental. Stop being overly spiritual in everything. Everything. I believe in the anointing of oil. I believe in casting out things. But some things you've got to understand that God's at work and God can do something. But other times people need help. Listen, according to a recent World Health Organization report, depression, when I read this, when I read this some time ago, depression robs more adults of years 
of productivity than perhaps heart disease, diabetes, or even cancer. When I say rob you of years of productivity, there are people who can't even get out of their bed to go to work. Can't even come to, there are people that are in their bed right now, this Sunday morning, as we worship, because the enemy has convinced them to drop their head and convinced them to think that there's no help or hope for me. But I suggest the devil is a liar. Amen. Another report that I want to share with you, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, it is known as CDC Regional Headquarters out of Atlanta, reports that since 1988, the usage of antidepressant drugs has increased nearly 400%. Amen. Nearly 400%. Y'all hold that. They're ahead of me for a moment, but keep it there. The report goes on to suggest that this increase has been a lot more prevalent, listen to this, among youth as well as a particular demographic, women between the age of 40 to 59. Go through this, and here's what I suggest, Deacon Parker. I suggest we men go through it too. We just have too much pride to go seek help. Amen. Amen. So people go through this. But here's the report that I want you to see and put it back on the board. November the 4th, 2019, Sacramento newspaper did a story. And here's the headline, Dr. Helms. It says this. Take note, all of you. It says, Black Teen Suicide rate has increased uh, in historic proportions. Recently, November the 4th, 2019, here's what the report says, and I read it again this morning. Uh, it says that while the suicide rate among normal teenagers uh, of a different race have plateaued or in fact gone down, an unusual statistic stands out the number of African-American teenagers that are committing suicide had gone up at an alarming rate. Now, you can put your head in the sand all you want, and you can act as if nothing is there, but God says we've got to pay attention to the signs that are all around us. One of my favorite religious leaders is Pastor Rick Warren. You will often hear me talk. I admired him as much as I admire anyone in the field. Rick Warren is my hero. I love him. I love his works. I love his humility. I love how he conducted his ministry. Several years ago, my wife and I were watching a CNN special in which Pastor Warren and Mrs. Warren did reluctantly a national interview on CNN after the suicidal death of their son. Premier international pastor. Their son, who was a youth evangelist, who went on mission trips all over the world, suffered from depression. Pastor Warren, his wife, says, we ignored the signs. We should have seen them. They were there. 
And this young man had a relationship with the Lord. In fact, doing his homegoing services, youth from all over the world traveled to his services. And they gave powerful testimonies. And Pastor Warren says God gave him this quote, and it has become one of my favorite quotes, and I have embedded it within my psyche, written it in my office, put it on places that I'll never forget. He says they prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, how could this have happened? This young man touched so many lives, hundreds of young people from Nigeria, uh, from England, from all over, came and says, he ministered to us. And Pastor Rick Warren says, and I quote, God said to me that even broken vessels can bear fruit in God's garden of grace. And I say, thank you, Holy Ghost. Even a broken vessel, he went on to say, a broken limb can bear fruit in God's garden of grace. And what God said to me, my wife and I were looking at this, this was years ago, and, and we stopped. And my wife knows that I'm an emotional crybaby when stuff like that, tears were swelling up in my face. I said, baby, did you see this? Here's what God says. God says we've got to reach out. And our friend who graced this pulpit several months ago, Bishop Joseph Walker from Nashville, Tennessee, says this. He said, God has put him on a mission to deal with mental health and depression issues that are particularly within the African-American church. Bishop Walker and I talk personally, and he says, I have done too many funerals of young people who've taken their lives because we somehow forgot to tell them that not only can God heal your back, but God can heal what's going on inside your mind. You can trust God. You can, you can lean on the everlasting. Um, even broken limbs, even broken branches, even broken vessels can bear fruit in God's garden of grace. Uh, and so, God says, the purpose of our message today is to examine how, and here's the key, by the help of God. Look at somebody and say, you can't do it by yourself. By the help of God, we can somehow prevent depression from becoming an emotional pitfall that knocks us off course while we're on this faith journey known as life. I said, Lord, help me convey to somebody this Sunday morning of how, regardless of what they're going through, if they reach out, they can get help. Yes, medical help. Yes, professional help. But there's also some spiritual help available. God says, I'll help you. Listen to what the Bible says. May I preach this? Listen to what the Bible says as it relates to emotional issues. David writes this in Psalms 34, verse 18, the New Living Translation. David says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Woo. I like this last part. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Woo. Any witnesses in here? Anybody ever had your spirit crushed? And late in the midnight hour, 
God turned it around and God, God brought joy. God brought, David goes on to write in Psalms 30 and 5, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the mornings. Anybody know that God can, God will, God shall. God can bless you that no matter what you're going through, God is able to provide you with something that only God can give you. Listen to what the prophet Isaiah writes. Isaiah writes this iconic verse in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse number 3. Allow me to read it from the New Living Translation. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you and thou will keep them in perfect peace I just need a handful of witnesses anybody ever felt like you were going to lose it all but somehow God bless you God gave you enough strength to pull yourself up, hold your head up high, wash your face, smile in there. God gave you enough strength to go ahead and say, I'll press my way. God gave you enough strength to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust you. And when the devil says, stay in the bed, when the devil says, take your life, when the devil says, give up, something in the inside of you rose up and said, no, they won't. I'm so glad that God blocked some things the enemy sent your way to take you. Who am I preaching to? Is there anybody in here grateful that God blocked some things that should have taken you out? Come on, shake your head at somebody and say, God did it. God did it. Anybody know that God did it? See, folk don't understand that how God blocks some things. They look at you now, but they don't know your struggles. And Brother Anthony, folk are so quick to judge us. Folk are so quick to judge people because of something in their life that you may, well, they're not like me or they're not like you, but the devil is a liar. There are people among us that good-minded people being used by the enemy has been used to crush some people's spirit. Some of these demons sitting up here in church have done more harm to hurt people and to harm people and try to steal their joy. And if it was up to the adversary, the enemy sins miserable comforters preach Job the, the enemy sent folk you know to discourage you who did he send to Job's house he sent his three closest friends to his house just to make him feel worse but Job says though he slay me yet will I trust him Anybody know that though you're going through something, you still know how to lift your hands and give God your best praise. Is there anybody ever had to praise your way through it? You ever had to praise your way through a situation? Don't fool me now. Have you ever gotten up one morning and didn't feel like doing anything? And God says, make yourself praise me. God says, force yourself to praise you. And you walked around the house, head hurt, back hurt, knee hurt, everything hurt, but I'll bless you at all times. Your praise shall always be in my mouth. I need a few witnesses, just a handful of witnesses. Somebody help me praise God. Anybody ever go through anything? I know it's not easy. You've lost a loved one. You lost a son and a husband and a wife and a daughter, but I'll bless God.
years on September the 27th, 2006, a little after nine o'clock that morning, I got a phone call. Said, Darryl, you need to come to the hospital. When I got there, my dad was already gone. I walked in the Baptist hospital on the second floor, shook my head and said, Lord, what am I gonna do now? My rock is gone. Uh, my, my foundation is gone. The person I love and cherish so much is gone. I went back home and the devil says, you got to take a couple months off to get yourself together. But before I can sit down, God had already spoke a word in my spirit. Lift up your head, O ye gates, be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory. Woo! Shall come in. Anybody ever had to praise your way through it? Anyone ever had to praise your way through it? Your darkest hour represented your greatest testimony. And you showed the enemy that God is still good all the time. And God can heal the wounded heart. And now, some years later, my heart is still broken. But I know that God is a good God. The old folks say, yes, she is. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God is a good God. Anybody know he's a good God? Anybody know he's a Woke me up this morning, gave me strength and health, gave me the... Y'all excuse me. Excuse me, I'm preaching to myself. Times in my life, I had to put aside what was going on around me and concentrate on who was in me. Somebody said, but God. Jeremiah's testimony and in order to understand chapter 20 you've got to revisit chapter 1 of the book of Jeremiah uh, in Jeremiah chapter 1 the Bible defines the relationship that God had with Jeremiah the fifth verse of the first chapter says this, God says to Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. Before you were born, I had already set you apart and I appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Mm, drop down, if you will, to verse number eight. God says to Jeremiah, and don't be afraid of the people 
for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken that. Verse number nine, then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth, Jeremiah said. Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Listen to this. Some of them you've got to uproot. Some of them you got to tear down. Some of them you got to destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. In other words, stay encouraged. You got to speak truth to power. And when they like you, keep preaching. And when they don't like it, keep preaching. And when it gets hard, keep preaching. And when you feel like you have nowhere to go, just remember what God said. Who am I preaching to this morning? Touch somebody and say, neighbor, you've got to hang in there when your back is against the wall and everything in you tells you to walk away you've got to remember what God said about you before anybody in this building knew you look at somebody and say you really don't know me because you don't know my story you don't know what I went through but you don't know how God has prepared me since the day I was born for this moment for such a time as Can I preach? May I preach? God said before you were born in your mother's womb, I saw you. I knew what you would be. I did not ignore your struggles, but I knew that God had something for you. Listen, Jeremiah goes on in the text and says, I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone marks me. But go back to what God said to Jeremiah in the text, verse number 8, chapter number 1. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and protect you. Now, can I tell you something? When people comes against you, you ought to know what God said about you. God said you're blessed and highly favored. God said no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Anybody know it doesn't matter what the haters say, what the haters do. Uh, God has given you what you need. Jeremiah said, I felt so bad. He goes on in verse number eight to talk about the insults. The prophet Jeremiah shares in verse number nine, chapter number four, his discouragement. I felt so depressed. Jeremiah said, I felt so bad that I had already made up my mind that I am going to walk away from what I know God had called me to do. Who am I preaching to? Some of you, the enemy is in your ear and in your mind. You've got to exercise some mental and spiritual discipline to don't listen to every spirit in your head just because you're going through a time 
of hard times doesn't mean you have a life of hard times. The times make the good times even better. And I, I just need about 400, 500 folk to thank God for your struggles. I just, I just, I just need somebody to be an example. Thank God for... I, Maybe this doesn't apply to everybody, but is is there anybody in here that your struggle made you stronger? Find somebody, stand next to somebody, and say, if it had not been for that, I would not have this. And the only reason I have this is because I went through that. Somebody ought to give God a praise for that. Give God a praise for that. That hater. That lie. That rumor. I know I got to go, but I feel something. doesn't know is that they are part of God's setup they don't know they are part of God's setup God said I use them to set you up don't let it get you down go touch two people Say, don't you let it get you down. Tell somebody, don't you let it. Wait until God gets finished with you. You haven't seen anything yet. God is not through with you yet. Come on, by the way. Come on. Everybody who can stand, stand on your feet. Lift those hands. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I thank you. It could have been another way. It could have been another way. I could have killed myself. My son could have killed himself. Your daughter. Somebody say, but God, but God, but God.
But God, but God, but God, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for what happened three years ago, two years ago. Thank you. One thing I want to share with you as you stand to your feet. Here's what, here's what God, you remember how I began in chapter 1, Elder Tony G, verse 5, that God said to Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you, I anointed you, I created something in you. Listen to how the book ends around the end of the book in chapter 29 in verse number 11. Ooh. Look at somebody and say, you can't quit because God's got a plan for your life. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. The devil is a liar. Your life will not end in a disaster. Plans to give you a future. Plans to give you hope. Catch someone by the hand and say the good news is that God is turning it around right now. The good news is that God's got a plan with your name on it. You can't quit, Jeremiah. You can't give up. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You can't give up. Someone perhaps viewing by way of internet, listening by way of radio. God told me to tell you, you can't give up. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. Plans to give you a future and to give you hope. Don't let it get you down. We all get discouraged, feel like quitting, but God is so good. I need you to do me a favor, as many of you as can, without thinking twice about it, leave your seat and just come and flood this altar. I need, I need us to show something, and I want the cameras to catch this. To those of you that are viewing by way of internet, look at the hundreds and hundreds of people are leaving their seats from the balcony, from the back of the church. And here's what we are declaring today. The good news is God's turning it around. Ooh, I'll finish this on Tuesday night. Please come back. There are three key points that I'm holding until Tuesday night to share. One of my favorite songs is written by a great brother, a great young man who have graced us with his presence here at Bible Way before by the name of Brother Vashon Mitchell. He has written a powerful song that during my darkest hours, whoo, <laughs> 
Uh, several years ago, I, I kept playing this. There was a time in my life, listen, family members were going through something, Sister Pam. My son was sick. Didn't know how things would turn out. I left. Thank you, <laughs> Dr. Eric. Thank you so much. I left the hospital and could not get down the road. Put my car to the side. Pulled into a parking lot. To God, here I am preaching to everybody. I don't even know my own son's going to make it. It's tough. It's a struggle, God. And this song popped up on the radio. Thank you, Elder Tony G, Alex, 95.3. The word says sometimes discouraged, but not defeated. Cast down, but not destroyed. There are times I don't understand, but I believe it's turning around for me. I've had struggles and disappointments. There were times I felt so all alone. Some of my friends, they let me down. But I still believe it's turning around for me. Around for me. Somebody lift those hands and say, around for me. It's turning around for me. And here's the part God blessed me with. I can see the breaking of day. God is making a way. A change is coming for me if I stand strong and believe. There's no reason to doubt. I know God is working it out. Somebody help me lift those hands and say he's turning around for me sooner or later. It'll turn in my favor. It's turning around. Anyone believe that? It's turning around for me. Thank you, Elder Tommy. Come quiet, bless us. Listen. Sometimes discouraged. All the worshipers who've ever been through anything, this is for you. Cast down, but not, not destroyed. Thank you, Lord. There are times I Ooh. don't understand, Ooh. but I believe it's turning around for me. I've had struggles and disappointments and disappointments. There were times there were times I felt so alone. Felt so alone. Any of you 
you ever had your friends let you down? But some of my friends, they, they let me down. <laughs> let me down. But you know what? I still believe. But I still believe. Ooh. <laughs> it's turning around for me. Ooh, yeah. Around for me. <laughs> around for me. Around for me, Ooh. thank you, Lord. Turning around for me, around for me. Somebody lift your hands around all over this place. God's speaking around to someone right now. This is personal for someone right now. I can see the breaking. I can see the breaking of day. God is, God is making a way. A change is coming. Is coming for me. If I stand, if I stand strong and believe, there's no reason to doubt. It won't always be like this. God will, the Lord will, the Lord will perfect that concerning oh, me. This is for me and you sooner. So sooner or later, it will turn. It'll turn in my favor. Somebody Turn help me in my favor. Sooner or later. Come on, Zion. Turn in turn. somebody standing next to you just look at him and say the Lord will perfect that concerning God's doing something in your, your life so sooner or later you've got to believe it you have to declare what you believe you have to believe it it's gonna turn in my favor
It's turning around for me. It's turning around for me. Turning around for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's turning around. It's turning around for me. Oh, it's turning around. It's turning around for me. So the Lord says to you. I know the plans I have for you. <laughs> They're plans for good and not disaster. The enemy telling you your life is a disaster, tell the enemy he's a liar. God says, I've got plans for good and not disaster. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Woo. I don't care what you're going through. Here's the difference. God spoke this to me this morning. The difference between those of us who are people of faith and those who are not of the Porterfield is this. We all know what we're going through. <laughs> but we as people of faith know who we're going to. <laughs> See, to those who have no faith, they have to rely on their own intellect, their own strength, their own resources, their own reputation. But those of us who walk by faith, not by sight, we know who we can go to. He's our rock. He's our rock in a weary land. He's a battle axe. <laughs> He's a heart fixer and a mind regulator. <laughs> sooner or later, come on, tell sooner, sooner, sooner tell somebody gonna turn, turn in my face. Thank you, Lord. Sooner or later. Sooner or later. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. turn in my favor sooner or later turn in my favor it's turning around for me catch someone by the hand Turning around Look at someone, me. squeeze those hands and says, don't let it get you down. God's turning it around. Turn Listen, it, around. it begins with your relationship with God. I have a question for all of you, for all of us. Where do you stand with your relationship with God? Why are you afraid? to take the next step to say to God here I am Lord I'm not perfect but I need something greater in my life than fake friends and ambition and a career I need a relationship with you 
And if you're here this morning, you want to commit to something greater, I'll meet you at this altar and say to you, God's turning it around in your favor. Ooh. Don't say, I'm waiting till I get right. If you can get yourself right, why do you need God? Ooh. I'm here to tell you, I could never get myself right. Still can't. Ooh. I need the Lord every day. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. Close those eyes. We thank you for the seventh message in this series. And like Jeremiah, it seems as if that folk have turned against some of us. Some folk are struggling with some very difficult things in their lives. Ooh. But you reminded Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you. Ooh. Plans to bless you, to prosper you. Plans to give you a future, to give you hope. <laughs> Ooh. Contrary to how it may look, God, you, you've got a plan for our lives. And we say thank you. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. It's turning around even as we speak. Things are changing in our homes, on our jobs. Ooh. And even if the job doesn't change and the home doesn't change, things are changing in our lives. We say thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. Amen. Find somebody and tell them don't let it get you down. Tell them God's turning it around. It won't always be like this. Someone want to make that commitment right now. If you want to join the church, if you want to commit your life to the Lord, recommit your life to the Lord. Come on. If you want to make a commitment to God this morning, come right. The Lord will perfect that. Come stand. Somebody, God's calling you. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, that sooner or later, somebody right now, God's calling you. Turn in my favor. Walk that sooner or later. Not too late. God's calling you. It's gonna turn in my favor. Yes. Sooner or later. God bless you. Look at somebody. Turn in your favor. Everybody, oh, lift your voice and That's right. Come on, I didn't know he's turning it around. Turning around for me. Yeah, turning turn it around for me. Give God a praise for the word of God. Don't let it get you.